Hey everyone, welcome to Bottoms Up, your podcast happy hour. I'm Abel. And I'm Luis. Where we talk about everything under the neon moon. From pop culture, gay culture, self-love, and who we love. Whether you like the truth neat or on the rocks, you can trust we'll give it to you straight. I hope you ordered a double hunty because it's time for a top shelf conversation. Okay, it's officially recording. Hello, Louise. How are you? I am great. I'm greatness. Sometimes whenever I'm typing I'm great on the phone when people ask, how are you? It spells out, I'm greatness. And I love it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> that's, that's cute. That's cute. I'm so excited we're finally doing this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like our first and last episode. <laughs> yeah, right. This is the most you'll ever get from us. Literally. Um. I uh, just, I'm really excited to talk about today's topic, which yes. is sisterhood. Yeah. Because I feel like I've uh, never really known sisterhood as well as I have since I've known you, since moving oh, in together. You're because so uh, uh, I think I've already told you this. I've told you this a couple times already, but you just taught me so much. So I just feel like the community as a whole, I feel like, has so much to offer each other. And I feel like sisterhood, well, we say sisterhood, I feel like we should clarify. Mm-hmm. It's not just like obviously like girls, but like gays. Yeah, the relationship that gays have between each other, the bond. I feel uh-huh. like, isn't it like crazy how like you see like you see another gay guy in the room and you're like right there. Yeah, like you know someone you can talk to. You have something like the yeah. bond over like instantly. More often than not, it's a connection. And it's crazy because like one of the things that I talk to you about whenever we live together, and like something that like. Most people won't know, but me and you were roommates for a whole year, which I absolutely adored living with you, first of all. Like, it was the most amazing thing ever. It was a good time. It we was a so great much time. My favorite memories are us dancing downstairs to um, Heart to Break by Kim Petras. Literally, every time I hear that oh, song, I'm like, my I'm taking back. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's taking a sip. Could you hear? Yeah, I did what it. What are you Pick drinking? Taking a, I'm, t- I'm drinking a gin and tonic. Cute. Okay. Skinny. Thank you. Don't you drink vodka tonics? I love vodka sodas. I used to be a cranberry you do vodka, vodka girl. And then I can't do no vodka soda. I was just telling I love mm-hmm. vodka sodas. Vodka sodas, a little bit of lime. Honestly, mm-hmm. I was never a big fan of limes until I worked at the grist mill. I don't know why, but like I was suddenly put on limes and I love limes now. Look, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not the type of person to put a lime or an orange on my alcoholic beverage because I love an orange on my blue moon. But yeah, the fastest way them. with this pandemic going on, the fastest way you could get sick is getting um, slices of lemon on your drinks. Like literally, if you were such a germaphobe, like if you really believed in like not the spread of this virus and you wanted to like take it that step further then like no fruit on your drinks because you are not guaranteed that, like, every single time we're grabbing a piece of fruit that we have gloves on, you're not guaranteed that, like, the person is cutting oh, the fruit so has gloves true. on. And that goes, like, and the crazy thing is, like, I've read an article that has mentioned, like, and this was before the pandemic, that has mentioned that, like, one of the words, like, it's just really dirty to, like, get lemons on your water. That's why whenever I was serving and people would ask lemons for their water, I always thought it was kind of, like, funny. And then... um also, celery at wing places. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It said lemons on water and then celery. That comes, like, for free on the side. Well, I think that makes a lot of sense just because 
that's always something that like servers grab with their hands. Like yeah, I don't know if exactly. anyone who's ever worked yeah. food service, but like they're not over here using gloves and like tongs to pick up the limes well, or the lemons I or did anything. For Bitch, a very long hand time. in there. Yeah, no, I did for a very long time because I, I had read these articles before I was a server. So I was just like, I'm gonna, you know, use tongs. <laughs> but there are times where like in mm-hmm. a shift where like you would show up and like whoever set up the place just didn't put those out. Um, back to the topic in hand. Um, we were talking about sisterhood. Um, you were mentioning how like you feel like whenever you see another gay person, you're like, oh, look, that person. Like, I can, like, relate to that person. I remember whenever we first moved in together and we had this conversation, I told you how I feel like it's more of, like, a culture for gay people to be like, oh, it's another gay. You know, like, to have, like, an automatic, like, sense of, like, not competition, but, like, I feel like it's not the first instinct for gay guys to see each other in a room and be like, okay, like, let's rally up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I definitely feel like now that's more more my mentality right. than it was when I was younger. I don't yeah. know if it's just it comes with maturity, mm-hmm. but because I definitely feel like at or um, at the beginning when I was younger, like more in high school, I feel like I was kind of a bitchy gay, mm-hmm. and I hate to admit it, it makes me oh, so like, embarrassed. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> I, I'm like you still have <laughs> bitchy gay like, tendencies. <laughs> like honestly, dr- drunk me is such a cunt, and I just feel like that was me all the time. Yeah, when I was in high school, I was just so bitchy. I don't know why. I really don't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really feel like, but also. That was a lot of the energy that I feel like was given off in that environment. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was just like our mentality back then. Cause you know, 2012 through 2015 was a different time. Mm-hmm. It is so different. But I feel like a lot of the gays that you like saw, because I feel like at this point there were no like, or there were a few, but most of the gay people that you saw, a representation that you saw on TV was always like the sassy one or the bitchy one. Um, and maybe that's what like fed all of the energy, I guess. Yes. No, I can't tell you how many times I felt like everyone's, I guess, like, comeback to me would be like, oh, you're so sassy, or you're so, like, like, that, I don't know what it is about people saying, like, you're sassy, like, not offends me, but I'm just like, or am I being honest? Like, I don't know how else to, like, and I guess it does go hand in hand, but there was times where I felt like I was trying to be more comedic than I was trying to be, like, Mm -hmm sassy and people still read it as like being sassy and in my head it was just like is it just because like i'm a homo i was yes i was like, just thinking just that i really I'm think it's just because you're gay I'm a anytime any kind of gay man or gay person gives you any kind of like sarcasm it's like oh they're sassy they're like, sassy. It's, like it, it's like something that straight people think that like is like a gay person's like only personality i'm gonna trait, tell is that straight people all the time now i'm like you're sassy you're sassy you're i'm so- just telling they're boring <gasps> it is honestly so easy to make a straight person laugh i saw this on tiktok and like i I thought about it my friend lucas told me about this one how he's like it's just so yeah like there's a tiktok girls going around like no you could tell anything tell them anything and like they would crack the fuck up well only if you're gay like yes 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 yes. um, for anyone listening you have to be gay (laughs) you do have to be gay because like all the like if it was just a straight person telling something like sarcastic it'd be like damn they're rude (laughs) Um, did you go to school with other gay people, Abel? I did. Okay. Um, and I think maybe that's where it also kind of came off of. I guess I feel like probably the representation again that we saw mm-hmm. on TV and the media was probably just amplified. And then within our little friend group, because it was like two or three other people. I've always had like a really 
positive experience as far as like high school and like being gay and all that. And see, I think that's the crazy thing because like I we've spoken on this before, but like me and you had very different experiences when it came to growing up being gay because I've always actually felt like I there was other gay people that went to school with me in junior high. But as soon as I went into high school, I felt like I was the only gay person, the only out gay person. Let me make that 100 percent clear. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like there's a trailblazer. Um, yeah, n- not even. I just feel like there's so much um, spectrum to sexuality and like um, fluidity that, that people still don't know about. That it's like I went to school knowing who I was and what I liked. And, and even I'm even confident now to say that I probably still don't know what I like and who I like. And so, but still, like with people who I went to school with, like me being the only out gay person, I was like, it was just an experience where I felt like. Once I got to college and I saw older gay people that were like in their juniors and senior years and I was a freshman, like I looked up to them like role models. And I feel like that's yeah. really like where I got the idea of like sisterhood and always wanting to be friends with gay people because I had amazing role models. They were all RAs or like presidents of like organizations and they just taught me they were so leaders. much. They were leaders. And like ever since I had them as friends, it was just a matter of like as soon as they like graduated and like had continued their amazing careers I was just like okay like where's my next tribe almost Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I I searched for it and I and I'd find it here and there and I'm just like I like and to bring it around like I'm just so happy that you're part of my tribe right now um I feel like I'm so grateful for you it the and it's funny because I felt like when we moved in together it was like such on a whim like you were looking for a roommate I was looking for a roommate and we were just like sure why not because like Honestly, like, I didn't even like you back then. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm like, I'm just, I'm happy we're talking. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm happy we're it. talking about it now because. <laughs> I was like, I just want to get this out in the open. I cannot stand you back then. Yeah, I feel like me and you moving in together, it wasn't like random, but we always knew each other. Mm-hmm. But once we were like put together, it was like a spark. Yeah, no, literally, like, I 100% agree. It was funny because, like, I remember, too, I don't know if you remember this, but remember whenever you had just moved in and we had gone out to the square and um, we were out and, like, this was, like, first month or, like, weeks of us moving in. Like, we were so freshly new and, like, even though I was, like, 100% excited that you were moving in, like, you always have, like, that weird stage of, like, I hope it goes well, how are things going to go, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so, and, like, it was also the first time I was going to live with all gay people because if you remember, it was going to be me and you and another straight guy. Oh, yeah, it was going to be that one straight guy. It was going to yeah. be that one straight dude. And I remember. <laughs> and he was going to be put in his place quick. Quick, 100%. I mean, like, because there was two of us, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, <laughs> if it was the other way around. <laughs> I know. Oh, I would have sucked. I would have been horrible. And I've, I'd been in that living situation, too. But Girl, I was um, put in that situation. Remember, I was signed to the other lease. I was. Yes, like, yes, I, yes, yes. I had two leases the whole time, our senior year. I two don't leases. know how you did that. I don't know how I did it either, honestly. It worked out. It I don't know how you did that. Still went out. Thought Girl, out. I lived at this. You lived. I did. I you lived, lived at the square. It was anyway. It was a great time, and I miss it. But no, there was one time we were at the square, and um, we had just finished. Dan- I was like dancing up on like the rooftop benches, and you had you had been like, "Oh, like Luis, get me up there," because like you've always needed help getting to the top. <laughs> and, ah! <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway. <laughs> no, but, uh, what's it called? Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no. And you were like, Louise, Louise, Louise. And I like um, brought you up and like we danced for a little bit. It was actually kind of cute because I felt like you entertained me. Like I thought, I, I think I was really drunk because like, not really drunk, but I was like really like, you know, like in my, in my, in my mood. Yeah. And so you were like, bring me up. And I like brought you up. We were like um, dancing and stuff like that. And then you were like, okay, I gotta go. Like my, my friends are, <laughs> my friends are going, and I, okay. And so like you're leaving and then... I see um, one of the guys I had um, been talking to, but things oh. ended. Go up to you. Do you remember this? And I ask for your Snapchat. What you're talking oh my about. god! Do you remember? Yes. This? Okay. Were, I was oh thinking. I was thinking. I was like, I don't know. I really cannot remember what the fuck you're talking about. Oh I my do. god! No. I do. I do remember what you're talking about. Yeah, and and it's funny because I remember even when that situation happened, like. I had came up to you and I, I thought about it the whole time. And I was just like, I don't want to say anything to him because it's not a big deal. I mean, like, not that it's not a big deal because I did tell you, I was just like, I don't know how it would affect us being yeah. friends. And like, you talked to him because yeah. at that moment I felt like I was still very hurt. I mean, again, hindsight is twenty twenty. I look yeah. back now and it's not that big of a fucking deal, but because, but I remember like when it did bother me, I remember thinking to myself, like, do I just not say anything? Because like, I feel like I shouldn't care, but I do care. And at the end of the day, I was like, if I want this friendship to work and I want this living situation to work, I need to tell him how I feel. And so I did. And I felt like you received it perfectly. Honestly, like, I'm really glad that you did say something, though, because I I don't know when it's like it started to have this like epiphany. Uh, but like, I started really like trying to work on my like connections and or not connections, but um, the way I communicated with people, not just mm-hmm. with like friends, but also guys too. Um, and I felt like just being like trans being transparent became like my mantra, um, my junior year. Uh, so I'm really, really glad that you had said something right up to the beginning, because obviously like me being oblivious to your situation wouldn't have known. And I would have hated mm-hmm. for you to have like some kind of like resentment if, right, if, you know, you know, if I like was talking to him for longer and if I never knew, right. like if that's girl, if, if that, if that was someone you talked to, honestly, even if it was like for like a month or two, or if you guys hooked up, like to me, personally that's girl code it's off limits like there is a million fish in the sea this one man this one dick will not come between me and a friend because it's just not worth it it's not worth it it's just not worth it yeah and i think it could go the other way around too i think like it could also like people could definitely argue that it's like well if a man's not worth it then like louis shouldn't care and you know in a sense they are right but it is also like that i think the principle is that like because i did care i like told you you know what i mean i like went up to you and i was just like um i just want to be clear that like i for some reason have a problem with this and i can't really say i would be cool with it (laughs) you know Anyone um, would though. Anyone would like even if right. it was someone that you like kind of talked to or entertained for like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Even if we never officially like hooked up, I feel like just seeing that someone, even if there were some kind of feelings, if you were hurt in any way, seeing them with some, even if it was some random dude, I'm sure you would have still would have felt some way. If knowing that it was right. a friend, a friend that you were living with, no less, only yes. hurts that much more. Or, you know, maybe not hurt, but, like, it kind of stings a little bit just thinking about it whenever it, that kind of pops back into your head. And oh, yeah. I would never want to, like, have you feel any type of way or uncomfortable. So, and especially with someone, it was some random dude I met at the bar. Like, what, who I would not care. Yeah, like, he just went up to you and, like, asked for your Snapchat. Yeah. I Which, low-key, he went up to you because you're gorgeous and amazing and beautiful and, like, 
it would be anyone's dream to be with you. But like, he literally came up to you as after he saw me with you. And so I was just like, I don't know. Oh. Like, it was just, I don't know. Like, I was just kind of yeah. not even like, but then even then, like, again, like you are gorgeous and beautiful and like attractive and like totally his type too. So like, I was going to say he heard, uh, honestly, he heard about my, my reputation. Cause I feel like that's when I was, I was being a hoe. Oh, he was just like I. He, I heard about. He's like I heard this game. man is easy. No, I heard about <laughs> someone's in. head game. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, question, Abel. Like, because we wanted to talk about sisterhood, what do you think you want people to get out of this? Um, I would just say that the like sisterhood, obviously, like lifting each other up, being each other's hype man, being mm-hmm. that person. Um, that they can count on, that they can dance with at the top of a table, mm-hmm. a rooftop. Um, but also being that person that you can confide in whenever there is an issue. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be about um, the other person, but obviously just something in life. Just knowing that there is someone who is in your corner that you can count on, you can talk to about anything, because I feel like I love to be that person for all of my friends. And mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's always like reciprocated. Well, honestly, if it, I feel like if, if the energy that I'm given or that I'm giving off is not being given back, I feel like that just kind of lets me know where those friendships lie. So whenever I do get it back equally, like those friendships like really do mean a lot to me. And those are like more, honestly, they're more than friends. Like they really are like sisterhoods. They're like bonds. They're like family. I feel like I say this all right. the time, but like I am such a ride or die for my friends because I am you are so I feel like you are such a, you are such a good friend thank you but yes I do yes I always try to give 110% to my friends all the time their relationships because they do mean so much to me um and I don't know I feel like they're just someone who can be in your corner it's interesting you say that because um we actually have some of your friends backstage right now and they would like to say some comments about what you just said. Can we bring them out? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Can we um bring them out? Backstage, like we're in a backstage. studio. Um and they're actually they've been listening this whole time and they're on air in three, two <laughs> they come in. What about you though? Like what do you feel like you would want people to get out of the message of sisterhood? You know it's funny because ever since I was like a little kid and I am talking about like a little little kid like an elementary like school infant, yes toddler. infant honey um no but like mm-hmm. and still wearing diapers <laughs> I could sense another gay <laughs> baby I could I just knew it I just knew when there is another bitch there no but um when I was in elementary school like I just knew who I was very young because it was one of those mm-hmm. things where I don't I just couldn't hide it like my whole family knew I was gay like unfortunately I was never the boy that like played sport I did play sports I played soccer but I played like um I never played sports like in junior high high school so I felt like I was always very self-aware of like who I was in the environment I was living and um Mm -hmm. I was just I would always tell myself like one day I'm gonna build an army and I tell myself like I want to I want to build an army I want to build an army of all people like me I want this army to gather and just rally and like fight and hold themselves together. And if you know what I mean, like fight if they need to, but like in in reality, like build each other up. And like, I always had this idea because I was, I've been loved my whole life. I've always had really good friends. I I love my family so much, but you know, there is a specific way I feel like sometimes parents love their LGBTQ kids. 
because there's no yeah. rule book on how to go about kids who are like that. And so I feel like even though my family did amazing at raising me because I mean, come on now, like, let's just admit it. Now, I'm like, let's just, I mean, with the few times y'all have heard me, y'all been listening to me, I'm a great person. No, but um, yeah, I feel like they were an amazing, amazing part of my life, but I feel like it is hard, not just for me, but a lot of gay people in the world, you know, to be raised in an environment where they are not 100% fully supported and accepted and like, let themselves be themselves. And I just feel like I think that I, that was one thing I was always searching for. I was, and it's one thing I always had in my mind. I was always like, I will find a tribe. I will find an army. I always thought an army though. But like when I was in elementary, like I had these thoughts too. I was literally always thinking to myself, like one day, like I will not be the only person, you know, like it, I will have yeah. a community. And I, and that's what I want everyone to feel. I want everyone, like if anyone felt like, they were like the only person in their school. It was hard to find someone yeah. to accept them. Like, you know, it changes whenever you get older. Everyone finds their tribe. As long as they stay true to themselves and true to what they want, you know, you surround yourself with people who want the exact same thing as you. Yeah, I do think it's important um, just to give everybody context um, because this is our first episode, is that you, I think, growing up, or you are a lot more androgynous than I yes, am. Yes, 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 um, yes, 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 Is, you know, so, like, I always, I felt like I kind of fit the gay mold, or gay mold, the, the like, guy mold. Right. No one, I feel like I've always gotten that you don't, like, know I'm gay until I start talking. Um, but with you, it was like, girl, we, we saw it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We saw it. I also um, wouldn't want to, fla- I like- wouldn't let you flatter yourself so much. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because with those, um, see-through button-down shirts, honey, I'm pretty sure, and those tie-ass jeans you wear, I'm pretty sure anyone, no, but I will say, like, when you're dressed down, I could see where someone could possibly be like, oh, like, he's a very metropolitan. (laughs) Metropolitan, it's metrosexual. Metrosexual, (laughs) man. <laughs> the Joe Politan. Um, but I mean, I was gonna say that I definitely feel like for you, I feel like you found out very early on who was on your like on your side or in your corner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like you've always been, you know, very like Luis. Like you know, you've never really felt felt or fit into like the stereotype, like straight guy kind of like mold. I feel like you've always been your own person. And a lot of people probably like either, either vibe with that instantly. Like they, they dug it or they didn't. I did. I mean, it was still hard. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think there was times where like, especially like in elementary school, like elementary school is probably like the hardest for me. Junior high was not much easier, but, um, I think that junior high was usually was the time where I was getting a lot closer with friends and high school as well. High school was a little bit easier, mm-hmm. but I mean, like it's all growing experience. And as I think any gay person in America can tell you is that um, it's sometimes hard, but you know, I think it builds character. It and so that's why we're some of the best people to, to talk to and, or listen to wink, wink. The reason that gay people are so interesting is because they've gone through so much shit. I feel like they have to have a personality, right. a, a strong personality to be able to cope with the amount of shit that they probably go through or like not even just 
like having to deal with the struggles of like coming out and doing all that other shit or like dealing with like family if you may be if you may have a super religious family but like again like just within um like gay culture in general like the gay community it's still like you would think it would be all open and warm and like inviting but honestly it's still pretty cutthroat people are still assholes within the community and you learn very quickly once you get into it is that baby girl it is not all it's cracked up to be there are very good parts there are like very um heartwarming like loving parts within the community um but does not mean that we are without our faults no 100 percent. and i would like to like expand on that because like even within our community and the reason why, like why we even want to bring up a topic like sisterhood too to it, sisterhood too is because we have issues like transphobia and ho- and like even like self-hatred in the gay community um with you know like we are there's even like more marginalized people within the lgbtq community because you know like we mm-hmm. will probably explain in later episodes like privilege works in different ways and Unfortunately, yeah. there's still a privileged caste system in the gay community. So, you know, being white and gay is totally different than being, you know, a person of color and gay. And then totally, that's even totally diff- different than being... Can you imagine a person of color, a trans person of color? Oh, Jesus. Oh, I mean, like, exactly. And so, that, and, and the funny yeah. thing is that, like, I cannot put myself in that area because I am not, like, actively, like, transitioning or anything like that. But, like... I am becoming more comfortable of who I am, more comfortable of like asking people what I want them to call me and like say to me in which we, I mean, since we're doing this episode too, and we want this to be, you know, like a friendly, a safe place for everyone. I'll just go ahead and say that I, my pronouns are like he, she, they, I really do not care as long as you make sure you um, say it with some respect. And honey, as long as you slap and respect on that name, that's the other thing I would tell anyone. Like the other day, I was bartending at Pluckers, and I remember this guy had asked me and stopped and asked me, like, you know, just because I wanted to know. And it's funny because when he was asking me this question, he was like, "Well, before I go on with the story, what are your pronouns, Abel?" I was yeah, I was gonna say my pronouns are he and him. Yes, okay. Um, I'm like boring. No, I'm kidding. Uh, like where's the uh, oh, like, okay that's fine we'll work on it no. <laughs> no again safe place for everybody yeah. but i remember i was on the i was bartending at pluckers and um this guy had told me that he was like a manager and he like has these zoom calls with all his like employees and he was saying how he had one employee and it's funny because when he's like trying to ask me this question I'm like finishing the the sentences for him because one a lot of people have asked me about how to ask people for pronouns um this was just the most recent one and it was actually kind of funny because since so many people have asked me I was like finishing his sentences so he was just like so whenever you have someone who is um i'm like androgynous he's like yes androgynous he's just like and you are trying to find a way to i'm like refer to them (laughs) he's just like he's like yes 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 exactly exactly because at this point i'm like honey i have guests sitting at the bar i need to go take their order like ask what you gotta ask you are you come on baby time is is money you are wasting my money it's literally like he asked the first question i'm like "Mm -hmm, that was a a dress dose right i'm I'm like i'm like 
just like, yeah. baby, this is about business. This ain't no Oprah, Dr. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. but no, I, I was like finishing his sentences and I told him something that I think a lot of people should know. It's like, you know, if you're ever unsure of like pronouns, like to be completely honest, like pronouns are such an intimate thing to be uh, to like and to even have that conversation it's very intimate yes it shows that you are knowledgeable yeah. and you are respectful but like sometimes i feel like that conversation comes up literally as soon as um people meet you and even then sometimes i feel a little uncomfortable because it's just like um to be honest like i even though i'm very aware of myself i still don't know what i would say my pronouns are like i'm okay with he i'm yeah. okay with she um but i'm okay with he because um it's been told to me my whole life i'm okay with she because i am I am more of an androgynous person now than I was, I would say yeah. two years ago, you know, with longer hair, I dress more, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, you know, female clothing. And so I feel like when people would ask me that question, it was so intimate. So I feel like if you're ever unsure what you're supposed, I feel like what you're supposed to do, but I don't want to make it as direct and aggressive as that. Um, what I would suggest you to do is to just ask for their name and keep referring them to their name. If it's hard to remember their name, say their name three times in a sentence <laughs> and just okay. try to be, just try to um, think of it as that, like, once you get closer to them and once you are probably working with them a lot, you know, more then you can probably ask, um, Hey, what are your pronouns? Because even whenever you're, yeah. someone's like, even whenever you're like, well, I just want to know how to refer to you, refer to my name. Like if you wanted to be like, um, yeah. he, he, no, just, just say Louise. Just be like, this is Louise. 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 Because like Louise. at yeah. work, you know, sometimes they'll have to refer to me since I'm training and it's just like, this is Louise. He'll, Louise will be doing this and Louise will take you here. You know, just like, yeah. just, and I know it sounds annoying, yeah. but it's just, I feel like it's a little bit more better if you're unaware, unsure than literally just mm -hmm. being like, oh, hi, my name's this. What are your pronouns? You know, it's just, it's like, so. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking that personally, I feel like asking for someone's pronouns, especially right off the bat, I feel like may come with the, like, like honestly, like the most, um, like, oh, what am I trying to say? Like, it's like good intention. Right, it is. Like, it's amazing. Like, it's best amazing. But like, it, it is still, it's such like a, like an awkward thing to kind of ask. It's like, oh, before we keep talking, like, what do you want me to refer right. to? And, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, why, why do we have to? Why do we have to do that? And again, it's it's easy to literally be like Louise. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to lie because I am maybe not a fully transition or an actually like wanting to, like on the path to transitioning um, to be like um, female. Maybe I have a different opinion about this. I feel like a lot of people would have different opinions than, than this. And that's definitely mm -hmm. understandable. And you want to be respectful of that. So if... If you feel safe, you know, asking, you know, oh, you know, before we go on, like, what are your pronouns? I'm just speaking out of, you know, personal experience that for me, yeah, as yeah, my experience as like a queer person in this country, like and the experiences I have had with the careers I've had with customer service. Did you hear me say careers? Boy, bye. I'm over here, bartender. But, you know, with the with the with the job experiences <laughs> um, with that I have had in the customer service, like sometimes I feel like it just comes so abrupt like just so yeah. abrupt and it feels like an awkward it's thing just like work. and yes and it's sometimes like there's like other people around and I feel like then other people feel obligated to ask you and you're just like oh my god like I, it's honestly like and again I know it, it's like with the best intentions it's just to be like be respectful but it kind of reminds me of um it's like why do like gay people have to like come out 
You know what yes. I mean? Like, it's like a conversation that we, it's like, why do we need to have this? Like, you know, if whatever you identify with, you identify with, like, why is it my job to let you know? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, if you don't know, just like, just talk, just refer to that. Right. Name. And it's because like, I feel like it, it's because like, you know, the society that was built in, like this heteronormative society we built in, because in reality, it's like you. They're trying to yes, put yes, you and, in which category. Uh-huh, and it's almost like you saying, I'm not going to fit in any of these. You know what I mean? And like, and yes. like, truth be told, the gay movement, the queer movement in America is probably one of the fastest pro- progressive movements that has happened recently. I feel like for a very long time, it was like on a backstage backpedal type of issue. Um, I think that in the er- in this like past like few years, it's really, really, really been progressive. But I want to make it a point to refer back to one thing we we're saying earlier is that it's progressive for a certain like people with a certain privilege. Gay people are progressive, you know, trans people that have so true. much farther to go. You know, like there's still yeah. hormone replacements like that is so expensive. I've looked into it. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've looked into like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, taking yeah, hormones yeah, yeah, yeah. and. It's some. It's one of those things where it's just like Jesus, you know, like oh my God, like, you know, like it, it's hard. It's it's just really really hard. So, it's honestly it is the most progressive for those in the gay community who fit the heteronormative like, right. Um, right, 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 or right, or like category, category, you know, like those who fit those mold, mm-hmm. those mold easiest with the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Like it's more part progress for them because everyone else. You know, it's if it's something that like straight people don't understand, or, like don't get. I shouldn't say straight people. I guess just like the the rest, everybody right. else. It's it's hard for everyone to like to grasp. You know, it takes a lot longer for that to catch on. I agree, and it's funny too because like we are. If it sounds like we're being like you know people who fit the mold, absolutely not. Like I again, I think we're just trying to make a difference between like the privilege that you know some yeah. that that is still within our community. Like unfortunately. Um, there's just, there's just, you know, there's still like a little, there's still a bit of margin. There's still so many different like categories mm-hmm. and like just different like people, people who identify differently, even within the community that don't still, that don't receive the same amount as um, visibility as others do. Yes. No, 100%. Before we wrap stuff up, just really quickly, what are some things that you think you were the most nervous about whenever? you were thinking about making this podcast? I guess. My only thing is that, like, I can only speak from my experience and from what I know from the experiences that I've been told through, like, personal friends, so, like, you and, like, other people. I would hate to generalize and talk about the wider community or say we got someone else's who, like, because I would not want to give an inaccurate for portrayal of someone else's experience. But I do feel like because I live and breathe the culture all the time, I have a pretty good understanding mm-hmm. of it. Um, so my thing was just like, I don't want to represent anyone wrong. Mm-hmm. We're talking about different groups to give them visibility, mm-hmm. to give them a spot at the table mm-hmm. and you start dialogue between different people to kind of bridge that gap mm-hmm. to again, sisterhood within all of us, we're for with all of us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just want to do that the best way possible. So I guess just kind of doing it accurately. It's so funny you say that because literally whenever I was thinking about doing this podcast, I have so many younger cousins and stuff that like I felt like look up to me. So one of my biggest worries, not even look up to me. Ain't none of them little kids look up to me. Ain't none of them little kids look up to me. No, but um, uh, I think that um, 
I grew up with them and I I get so scared thinking about like what they would hear on here. Not that they would ever hear, yeah. listen to me, but like, you know, I, I would just, I'm, I was always nervous about like what my family would hear. Um, and then too, it's so funny that you say that too, is that like, I, I would agree with you. Like, I think that one of the things that I would make clear for both you and me is that me and you are both learning. Me and you are what I'm, yeah. we're both what, 24 years old, right? I, you're, yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. What's your name again? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is, is this not Oprah? Yeah, no, I was like, what the fuck? I thought I was going to interview. No, but um, yeah, look, but um, I feel like me and you are just 24 years old. Like we're babies, you know what I, I'm like, compared to some of y'all, no. <laughs> uh, no, 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 not too much because we're gonna blink and we're gonna be thirty. Yeah, hundred percent. No, hundred percent. No, and I and I see that. I want to age with grace. So like, there, no, nothing. No heat on that. Like, I'm trying to say like because we're so young, we are still so ignorant. Like, yes, we've done. You know, we've seen this movie or we've seen this TV show, and like now we are a little bit more like oh, but like we still have a lot to grow. We still have a lot more experiences yeah. for us to like learn. So like. I mean, I agree with you. Like the last thing I would want is to like have anyone think like that we're speaking on someone or like we're like, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah. Not doing justice to those who may have a different experience. Agreed. agreed. Um, that's not what we want to do. We want to give them an opportunity. Yeah. And hopefully we get to. I, I want to. I, I'm telling you like. Yeah. Because I feel like this is a way to you know, give some point of views. I feel like we could build our little army <laughs> of gay people. Yes. yes. I would say we could call everyone alcoholics, but I'm pretty sure that's what Madison Beer calls her following. Alcoholics, so, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she calls her Madison Beer because she calls her following alcoholics. Or maybe we can just call them bottoms. No, we can't call them bottoms. bottoms. We can't because the funny thing is that like, true. I, I've always made this joke too, but verse people just have more fun. And I feel like most verse people do have more fun. Honestly, wait a minute. Hold up, hold up. You're not verse. I'm not. Unfortunately, I, you hear. I always say that. As soon as people are like, "Are you verse?" I'm always like, "Unfortunately, I'm not." I know I would enjoy it so much more. Like I, I get it. Like I get it. I get it. I get it. I, if I went both ways, oh honey, if I went like if I was like top and bottom, like I would never have an issue like finding. I would, do you know, I'm sure because you get some daddies. I've oh, seen daddies that. Are I've some, seen t- some daddies are the types to be like, I want you to fuck me. And I'm like, God. They were like, like, peg me, please. Yeah, like, please. Fuck, man, I wish I was into that. But like, <laughs> I can't. Like, I really can't. I know, so I suck, guys. I suck, I suck. <laughs> I never got to answer what I was drinking because I feel like that's the whole point of this is to have a little sip because we're definitely everyone is supposed to be drinking unless you're driving. Don't yeah, like listening to this 100%. Don't do don't drink and drive. Don't do that. But I'm drinking um Menage a Trois Pinot Grigio. I felt like it was very fitting. Hold on. What is it called? Yes, ma'am. Menage a Trois. Is that um it's wine. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Oh yeah. Ten dollar bottle, honey. At Ralph's, bitch. I showed up at this place with gin, club soda, and um, t- tonic water. And the first thing Satara said was like, "Abel likes tonic water," <laughs> or like he said, like soda with his vodka. I do. There's nothing wrong with that. It is so good. And honestly, okay, I used to be a vodka cranberry, and then it was just oh, too it's much disgusting. sugar. I was yeah. sugar kills you the next morning. You feel like shit. Vodka mm-hmm. sodas is literally mm-hmm. how I would like go to Grismo. I'd go to the bar. I'd get fucked up. Go back, go to sleep for five hours, and you'd be back at Grismo the next morning. All, 
all of my fear. junior and senior year. That's what I did. Because it's just like fear makes you feel so bloated. Yeah, but like you're like skip the grenadine, skip the sweet and sour, screw the margarita mix. I'm like, just give me, just throw something in a cold glass, and I'm fine. Honestly, tequila straight up. You would tequila on the rocks, and you'd feel that shit after two drinks. Okay, so we got to wrap things up. Um, it was so nice talking to you, Louise. I love our conversation. Yes, it was amazing. I really appreciated you um, taking the time to do this. Because mm. I know yes, you're yes, very yeah. booked and busy. We're, like, trying to run the world. Got my business, JK. Oh, uh, but I will definitely so maybe by the second episode. <laughs> um, I will definitely send you my bill for my time. But um, <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay, I love you. Love you too. Bye.